Welcome back to Story Reckless. I did it right this time. Uh, I am Nathan. Excellent. <laughs> you can say fuck, too. I can say fuck. I can say fuck, and I'm good to go. Here we are. Um, hello. Welcome back to Story Reckless. I'm Nathan. I am your DM this evening, and I use he, him pronouns. I'm going to pass it over to our players so they can do their intros. My name is Claire. My pronouns are they, them. I'm playing Kadam, half-elf grave cleric who don't say that word. And my name is Olive. I use she and they pronouns. And I will be playing Calliope, Air Genasi Artificer, and like robot babysitter. <laughs> and uh, I'm Enyo, they, them. And I'm going to be playing Pip, uh, who hasn't done anything useful yet. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. You survived. Gilder, on the other hand. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, Gilder. <laughs> No, yeah, you right. You... Also, a robot babysitter, I guess. <laughs> you used uh, uh, Maggie's pistol to like obliterate a bunch of, I think, rats. You know, there you go. Um, all right. Well, with that, let's let's do a quick little recap here, and then we're gonna um, gonna jump right back into this. Uh, so last time, uh. Our characters here were uh, in the deepest depths of the Dungeon of the Dead Three, and they heard fighting up ahead as they discovered a secret door. Uh, I believe it was Kadam discovered the secret door, and upon opening it, you heard fighting up ahead in another chamber that was filled with water, um, about waist-high, muddy, gross, foul water. Hearing this fighting up ahead, you started to inch forward and then heard, uh, saw and heard a big blast of an explosion. Coming around the corner, you could see the smoke filling the room and a large figure looming there with a big great club. And you heard a strange lilting voice that was very familiar to Kadam. And coming around the corner, you discovered Jameis, the uh, necromancer that you had met many moons ago in the Hamhawk slaughterhouse. Uh, Jameis appeared to be confronting Mortlock Vanthamper, um, some sort of almost coup or assassination attempt against Mortlock led by Jameis. Uh, Jameis fled into the other room, excited to reveal his, his creation to you all. Um, and in that brief moment, you formed an alliance with Mortlock and charged into the room to fight Jameis and his creation, a horrific flesh golem with a goat sewed onto the shoulders in place of a human head. Uh, this fight uh, was challenging for your companions without magical weapons, um, some of them almost getting crushed by the golem. But Kadam, you got yourself up next to Jameis, casting Inflict Wounds, and watched as he withered away in your arms, still grinning and smiling at you as he died. Uh, after killing the Flesh Golem, 
Mortlock Vanthamper being f uh, showing his true colors, I suppose, as a coward or just a, survi a survivor. Um, truly, I guess, a survivor, um, realizing he could not affect this creature in any way, started to flee and run out of the room, running past you, Pip. You watched as Mortlock Vanthamper, this man that you've been trying to uh, track down, has started fleeing the room. Uh, and with that, I think we'll jump straight into what we're doing. So, uh, we are... I'm going to kind of keep us in initiative here. Uh, I believe, Clypey, you had just gone. You had just killed this flesh golem and it flopped onto the ground. So really, that does take us to Pip. So Pip, you can react now. It is your turn. As you see Mortlock starting to flee down the hall that you had come from. Oh, absolutely no. Don't you get out of my sight. And I, uh... You went, you went mute. We lost you. Sorry, we lost you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I I was uh, adding a lot of spaces to my text document. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's going to reach into her boots, pull out the kind of poison spray bottle, and <laughs> uh, try and cast poison spray, but non-lethally. <laughs> Got it. Yes. Because... Uh, what was what was it? We, we, I, I wrote this mechanic down. Hold on. I got to find it. Uh... What did we do here? Yes, so make... Go ahead and make a check for me. Um, it is uh, a... I wrote here alchemist tools check. Um, so I believe you get to add yeah. your intelligence modifier plus proficiency bonus. And we'll see what you get. Nice! Uh... All right, so as you quickly, once again, you try to uh, whip up this non-lethal lethal dose of poison spray, um, and you're going to spray it at Mortlock. What's the range on poison spray? Can, oh, you have to run over and get to it. So you run up to Mortlock, yeah. spraying this mist out towards him. Um, go ahead and roll your damage. Oh, wait, he gets to make a save. Is it a con save? He's going to do con. Here we go. You got a 14. What's your saving throw? Oh, damn it. Is it a it's 14? 13. Ah, I'm sorry. That, but um, you did successfully concoct this, um, this poison spray concoction, non-lethal version. And I was trying to remember what the mechanic was that we decided here. Was it if you fail the you learn a little bit more and the DC goes down. Was that what we decided? Okay. So the DC is still set at what it's at right now, but you did, you did manage to do it successfully. It sprays out towards him. He starts to cough, looks at you, eyebrows furrowed, um, looking kind of, yeah, looking really upset by this, um, and just turns and continues Mortlock, to run. Mortlock, just slow down. We made a deal. We got rid of Jameis. I'm sorry I tried to you just come over <laughs> make a persuasion check for me uh thank you with this advantage sorry um so i normally get it with advantage so because of actor roll. so just straight roll mm, straight roll okay 
Wow. Okay. Um. Who hasn't, you know, tried to poison one another in these times? Just, you, you were working with the cult for fuck's sake. Come on. <laughs> uh, amazing. Um, sorry, I'm just really adjust something here. Really also, quick. it was non-lethal. I'll have you know. <laughs> uh, all right. So you, you shout out to him saying all of this. Um, and he takes a couple steps forward and then comes to a stop, still kind of coughing. <coughs> Turns and looks back at you. You did save my life just now, despite you spraying me with that shit. <coughs> Man, Again, that burns. Non lethal. Yeah. So you say. Um, really quick before we continue this, uh, Kadam, you hear this muffled conversation in the other room. Um, do you want to do anything? Otherwise, we're probably going to come out of combat in this moment. Uh, nothing combat related. Okay. Um, so as combat comes to a close, we're, we're now just in social interactions here. Um, he turns to faces you. For turns to face you. Alright. What do you want from me? Information. Here, uh, just come and meet the rest of the party and we'll... We'll exchange information. Why don't you have him come out here? Feel a bit more comfortable standing by the exit. It's only fair after you spraying me in the face with whatever the fuck that was. All right. I'm doing you a favor here because I can keep spraying you as much as I like. <laughs> I uh, call he, he out to everyone. Of, he kind of looks you over. What are your hit points at? Oh, 18. 18? Somehow. Okay. Okay. He still looks you over, seeing you're a bit banged up. He just kind of gently taps this huge great club in his big meaty hand. Yeah, well, uh, I could keep hitting you with this as much as I want. Um, alright, so are you, you, do you call out to your companions? Yeah. Okay, so you hear Pip calling to, to, to y'all in the other room. I will drop Jameis. <laughs> the body kind of drops to the ground, uh, desiccated, all the moisture sort of removed, and it's sort of already in this like very stiff, almost rigor mortis as it just sort of like drops to the ground in an odd way. Um, Alright, uh, Rhea is going to as well step out into the chamber. Monfred will kind of fan out. Um, Calliope, are you going to head out there? Yeah, Calliope at this point is just slumped in the cockpit. Um, she spent the last of her, her energy taking down this flesh golem, and she is conked out. Um, she makes a small gesture towards a little dummy, um, kind of like hand signs to be like scout around. Okay. Um, Little dummy but, starts yeah. to go 
gliding off uh, into the other room. Um, but other than that, Calliope will just kind of like by default numbly uh, set Big Dummy in motion towards the big room. Okay. So Kadam and Calliope, as you head into the big room, sloshing into the water once more, you see that Pip is kind of standing there with Mortlock squared off with her kind of tense around the jaw, Kadam, you notice, like looking a little tense and gripping that club tightly and just uh, carefully looking around at all of you as you come into the room. I'm actually going to put Jameis's body at the feet of the statue of Merkel because that is who he said he was going to. That's, that's very kind of you. <laughs> uh, you set the, the body down before the statue of Merkel. And then I will head out. Okay. Alright. What is it you want to know? Okay, I uh, do. Are any of you going to ask him any questions? Because I, all I really want to know is the, the dirt on the Van Thumper family, mostly. Huh. So I suppose you have other things before that? I would like to know why someone involved in the upper reaches of uh, Baldur's Gate society, what you're doing down in this dungeon? What brings you to these parts? I've been running this little operation here. Helping coordinate strikes against the public. Using the Dead Three to spread fear and terror amongst Baldur's Gate. That's yes, quite an admission. It is a good question that you ask. A great phantom purr like myself being down in here you want dirt and he looks at you um uh pip <laughs> uh, i got dirt for you i owe nothing to my family after what they did this lot here he kind of gestures to all the dead bodies Apparently, my brothers have been conspiring against me. Hired them all to kill me. Saw me as a useless dolt. Uh, they've never loved me. My mother put me up to the task. She's the one behind it all. involved with the dead three directly <laughs> oh it goes beyond that I'm sure you've heard of the stories of what's happened to El Durrell <sighs> things were gonna be so good for us I was put in charge of the Dead Three. She had me come to them, the small following that they were, helped build their ranks, fund them. 
told them that we were working towards something big to bring back the dead gods for them. Of course, it would require sacrifices and blood. This was just my mother wanting to spread fear amongst the city so that she could get... She could get the other patriarchs, convince them to let her gain control of the Flaming Fist and have the Flaming Fist use unorthodox methods. On top of all that, she's been conspiring. You look like you have a question over there in the corner. I have like five. (laughs) Do you want me to finish or do you want to interrupt? Go ahead and finish. I'll write them down. Why? I think is the main question here. Like, why would she go through all of this? She already has so much power. What could she possibly hope to gain? Even more? Yes, more. She has a lot of power, but she doesn't have it all. That falls under Raven God, the Grand Duke. She made a deal with Thavius Krieg, the High Overseer of Elturel. She's been working with him. You see, my mother, (laughs) many people call her a devil of a woman. (laughs) Well, it's a bit more accurate than you might, uh, than some might realize. Are are you saying that your mother is actually a devil, or is this more metaphorical? A bit more metaphorical. All right. I'm sure one day she'll end up down there. (laughs) She's been working with cultists of Zariel. What they did to Elturel, that was Zariel's doing. And my mother's been working to do the same to Baldur's Gate. With the Dead Three? The Dead Three were essentially a red herring. Just another tool, another means to an end. She needed to undermine the Flaming Fist, spread fear amongst the public. She also had Thirstwell working on something First well? Down south. I never got let in on it. First well, he's my oldest brother. Pale, sickly, kind of scraggly and thin. Oh, yeah. The egghead. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Oh, I hate him. He's horrible. Oh, I do too. May I make a wild guess? What is that? He ain't a vampire, is he? Not that I know of, but uh, that would wouldn't surprise me. He has all, that all right. look to him. All right. Not as charming as they are in the stories, though. You know well, that from experience. I'm talking about the stories you hear about vampires, aren't they? Always, you know, 
sexy type, right? Well, yeah, of course they are, but I'm, but you're saying it's not as... So you're saying you have met a vampire and no. it wasn't sexy. No, I'm saying that Thirstwell doesn't... Thirstwell... No, 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 I understand what you're saying. I just wanted to make your head hurt. Why are we debating this right now? There was a throwaway comment that I made. Important. Um, Nathan. Yeah. Couple of questions. Mortlock mentioned uh, bringing the dead gods back. Are like are those the gods of the dead or are those three. gods who are dead? The, the, dead, the dead three. As in, okay, cool. They are in the like mythos of the dead three they are considered to be like they're 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 it's weird they're like not quite full gods like they're in their history yeah, at one point they died there was like, a previous died. Yeah. god of death yes yes it's it's very it's yeah um essentially they were reduced to almost demigod status and therefore are dead and it's the cult of the dead three want to bring them back to full godhood so okay thank you yeah and then what if anything do i know about zariel uh make a religion check i know that kadam doesn't have we've kind of established kadam doesn't necessarily have a terrible amount of like religious knowledge man I I don't think you even know who Zariel is. Okay. Yeah. I would say maybe moving forward at this point for kind of for Kadam in terms of stuff that Kadam knows about the Hells. Kadam probably knows the basics that there are like Archdukes of Hell. Mm-hmm. And then I would say Kadam probably knows about Osmodeus because that's basically mm-hmm. like knowing about Satan in our world and everybody, everybody say most people know that name so yeah okay I got one question so your your mom she's working to bring Baldur's Gate under what's she gonna rule down there <laughs> if the whole I, city gets destroyed she got nothing as far as I understand it she's made some kind of deal she does all this she's going to be i've heard the word promoted be thrown around promoted into some high position i don't fully understand it i do these nobles they'd rather be kings of hell than have to look up even a rung here in our world That sounds like my mother. All right. How many brothers? I got one more question. You, okay, go ahead. You. How are we gonna stop this? If one were to, you know, care about the lives of those around them, just stretch your imagination for a second. Yeah, how do we stop dear old Mummy the Duke from dragging everybody to hell, I guess? (sighs) 
something up. That's fine. Um, I have no idea. I don't know the specifics of how she's trying to accomplish all this. I was put in charge of the Dead Three. I was informed to execute these missions of spreading fear and chaos amongst the city, making sure that they were convinced that we were all working towards a greater goal of bringing back the Dead Three. And that at the end of the day, eventually Baldur's Gate would be dragged into hell and we would all come out on the other side rich and in a high position of power. In You're hell? already rich and in a high position of power. This is so ridiculous. What do you want me to say? There's always more. There's always more to be had. Well, I I have uh, two questions for you, Morty. Um, if we made this information public, would it actually hurt your mother? <laughs> She'd find a way to wriggle out of it. Or just dispose of you. Well, I'm out of here. I'm gone. I'm on the first ship out of town. I imagine that there are ships still heading out of the harbor. I hope so. I'll find my way out. I look over at um, uh, Manfred. Just kind of inquiringly. He looks back, not quite picking up on what you're trying to gain from him. Might we be able to help with that? To Manfred? Uh, of course, for a price. If we could get you out of town on the ship. There's always a price. Yeah. Yeah. How much are we talking? There's plenty of gold around here I can scoop up. He kind of gestures over his shoulder towards, um, there, uh, it looks like Calliope, you're facing a room where you can see stairs going down into this, this, like, uh, bigger room there, and inside of that room you do see there are, like, multiple chests, um, stacked inside of there. <sighs> Give me one moment, please. And he kind of sloshes through the water. And he steps down the stairs into that room. You hear him kick open a chest. <laughs> Starts pawing his big hand through and you hear the sound of many, many coins. <laughs> um, I will go and just follow him. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, Pip is interested in the sound of coins. Um, He scoops up Let's see. Okay, yeah. Um, he kind of is, is, is muttering under his breath, and then he kind of goes, ah, and pulls out a uh, crown. 
Uh, it looks to be made of silver um, with gold spires. Um, and there are five spires that uh, th- at the base they are gold and they kind of go up and are painted. Um, and you see these snarling kind of um, they look to be dragon uh, heads. Um, and each one is painted a different color. There's one that's black, blue, green, red, white. Um, he kind of pulls it up as some co- errant coins kind of fall off and ding, ding, ding across the ground. And then he walks over to Monfred. This should cover it and slaps it into Monfred's hand. Uh, Monfred kind of looks at it, takes his glasses, starts eyeing it. Yeah, that should more than enough cover it. And then he, like, tucks it into his uh, satchel. Um, I'm sorry, was there treasure all over this room? And so looking into that room, (laughs) you can see there are four chests inside of that room. Um, And the chest that he popped open, you do see there are numerous coins just filling it. Uh... So he hands that to Monfred uh, and and says, You get me out of town tonight. He Monfred looks to all of you kind of expectantly. Uh, that depends. I can, of mm-hmm. course, get you out of town. And then kind of looks at you, Kadam. Do you think um, that uh, we let this one go? Well, I mean, if he wants to just walk out, then sure, of course. If Mortlock, you'd like some help getting out of town, I don't know that it can happen tonight. That, I feel, is really outside of my purview. Uh, if we can I can get put you in tonight. No problem. All right. Um, I look around at the rest of the group. I need I'd- written down everything you just said and some kind of proof, if possible before I let you leave. Sure, that's fair. What I was gonna say, though, if you go public with this, don't think you're gonna get much traction. Now that Mother is Grand Duke. I don't think she's, uh... She'll find a way. She'll discredit you. She has the power. She now has the flaming fist under her control. In fact, I was just informed this morning that they were going to do a raid sometime tomorrow. I was getting ready to leave when this assassination attempt happened. A raid on what? Where? On the Dead Three. Come tomorrow, miraculously, the dead, the Flaming Fist were going to sweep the streets clean of the Dead Three, making my mother look even more appealing to the public, the savior of Baldur's Gate. Next problem is that whatever's happening down south with those damn gnolls. Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem. Look, I've told you just about everything I know. I know that my mother was... I may have misspoke about Thavius, I'm realizing. If I remember... She was speaking with him, but he... He seemed to have been brought into the home recently, in secret, and he looked rather upset. I don't know if they're in league together. 
but he's at the very least somewhere within the manor. Which one was Thavius? Uh, you, Calliope, absolutely know who Thavius is. Thavius was the high overseer of Elturel, so essentially the, the leader of Elturel. Um, and Thavius, uh, I will send you some information on Thavius. Oh, so this is like hearing that the president yes. has been like hanging out with Yes. Like the people who then like nuked the yes. president's country. Yes. Yes. Indeed. That is exactly that is exactly it. Um well, at least one more question. Uh could you tell us what and who else is here? At the dancing nymph. Kind of looks around. Honestly, if you made it this far, you've probably. How many folks did you kill getting down here? Well, uh, my my first was uh, Jameis. Uh, I don't know about the rest of you. I honestly have not been keeping count. Well, you've been killing folks, I, I imagine. Uh, <laughs> well, it looks like you maybe did the Flaming Fist job for them. There might be, uh, there's a barracks down the hall on the other side of that door, and he kind of points back the way you came, the secret door that you found to get into here. There is a barracks that could be a number of recruits sleeping in there right now, resting and recovering. Other than that... Are, are there any other exits? Just the one. How... You mean back out through the bathhouse? That's right. How involved are the employees of the bathhouse? They only get told what they need to and they get paid well to stay quiet. I see. Perhaps, would you be willing to do us a favor and walk around with us? And... I can certainly try. I don't know how far this... And he points to all the dead bodies. How far this spread amongst the ranks of the dead three. I don't know if they were all aware or not. Ah, I see. But if we could at least offer people, everyone who's here... Offer, like, allow them to leave? Really? You want to risk that? After everything these people have done? If you tell... <laughs> if you tell them the truth, we offer them safe passage out of here. Oh, that is so sweet of you. The people that are here are the ones that are in deep. It's gonna be hard. They are fanatical. They are. Hey, if you wanna try it, by all means. I'll stand at the back though. Quickest way to run, if you don't mind. You're very good at that. 
Kidon, these people have chosen their path. Let's let the Flaming Fist deal with them. If they get out, they get out. If not, it's really none of our business anymore, isn't it? Uh, and as uh, Pip is saying this, she's like shoveling coins into her booth. <laughs> yeah, I also would like to be uh, gathering things up here. Okay, uh, but <laughs> I can send, uh, I'll just send in chat the amounts and then y'all can divvy it up. So, um, so I would like to talk to Rhea. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm at this point looking over at Rhea. She's, she's kind of looking like kind of thousand yard stare right now and and sort of just staring off into the muddy water seeming not to like like she's listening but not fully taking in everything um i will a couple couple things i want to give you in terms of details though in terms of the the layout of this place just because um this map is you know it's a little more simple so you don't see like the details um, the room that was adjacent to the one where you had the fight with Jameis, where all the little rats were skittering around, there were um, more chests and crates and barrels in there as well. Um, in okay. case that is something you're interested in, uh, Little Dummy yeah. did go go drifting into there, Clyde, because you told Little Dummy to go and explore. So Little Dummy is in there, just and you probably hear some like <laughs> like uh, banging around. Um, and yeah, Rhea is just staring, kind of thousand yards stare down into the mud. Rhea, Rhea. Hey. I think we got what we came here for. Mission accomplished, huh? <sighs> yeah. I just don't understand. Uh, he implied that Thavius is working with the Phantom Purse. Yeah, don't make a lot of sense. Do it. Like, what else would Thavius want? Like, his mom might be power hungry, but Thavius was already head honcho. I, I, it doesn't make any sense either. He was... And uh, Calliope, just just to give you context, like the the story of Thavius, um, Elturel years ago uh, was essentially uh, under assault from a massive horde of undead being led by a vampire, and Thavius, uh, as the city was close to falling, um, Thavius reached out to uh, I believe it was Torm and in some incredible act of divine intervention the uh, uh, the, the son the companion. The, the companion, thank you the companion appeared above the city uh, burning uh, you know, basically uh, burning up the vampire and driving back all of the undead and saving the city uh, and he has been revered ever since as this kind of, yes, he's the ruler of Elthrell, but he is also seen as like a holy figure that saved the city from this horrible fate um, and has some incredible connection with Torm to be able to do such a thing. Um, so yeah, Rhea is really like reeling from this. 
I, I, I just don't understand why. Do you, do you think he's in league with them? Is he being coerced or uh, threatened in some way? I. That was my first thought too. Second thought is the story of a, a city being in grave danger and a lone hero coming in, saving everybody, being raised to the top. That rhymes, don't it? We just heard that story. If I could propose a third option, Mortlock Fenthamper isn't very smart. He could just be having, uh, he could just have everything wrong. He and Mortlock's like right <laughs> yeah, over there. He, he furrows his eyebrows and goes, uh, like as he's like mid writing down, like transcribing everything because you've asked him to like write everything down and he kind of furrows his eyebrows and looks at you. Just like shakes his head and like keeps writing. Well, we can process it later. We can figure it out. I think we need to get out of here. I'm not feeling great. A fair few of us ain't looking great. I could... I could get all of us back up on our feet. I don't know how much trouble we're hoping to get into for the rest of the night, though. I'd say save it for when we get into that trouble. It works better when we ain't in trouble. You're 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 the cleric, and can argue with those. That's that's a way. That's a way. I've seen a lot of folks. They uh they argue with their uh, doctor, and I don't know. Triage got to make hard decisions. So I I know better. Well, I ain't no doctor, but here everyone gather around. Anyone who can do what you've been doing, that's a doctor in my book. Um, Mortlock finishes writing, looks at you, Pip, and kind of holds the document towards you, and you see, like, very fine penmanship that he's written out. And he goes, since I ain't so smart, let me write my signature. And he just grabs the pen with, like, like like in a brutish way and then just puts a big X and a big X and a big X. There. I, I don't understand why you're equating fine penmanship with intelligence, but okay, thank you for your cooperation and he, we are He shoves it together. into your chest, <laughs> interrupting you. You know better than my brothers and everybody else. Always assuming I'm some stupid dolt. Monfred, how how soon can we leave? And he turns his back and starts to stomp out of the room. Monfred goes, Ah, uh, you may, uh, you you may want to stand oh. over here, this Kadam, before we leave. Um, they're very good at what they do. I can help with those burns. Uh, fine. He comes and gets in the circle. Um, so I'm going to cast Aura of Vitality. Um, I take out my mirror and kind of hold it, uh, reflective side toward the ceiling. Take a deep breath in. And as I exhale, this sparkling, a, a sparkling gloom almost flows out of the mirror 
encompassing everybody. Um, how many of us are there? Let's see. The three of us, uh, Ram, Manfred, and uh, Mortlock. Is that everyone? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, everyone roll 2d6 first off. And you heal that amount. Uh, and then who's still down? I mean, uh, I went from four to nine hit points. Okay. Uh, yeah, you'll get one. You'll get another 2d6. Anyone else? Well, I will give myself another 2d6 in that case. I did not roll well either time. Um, take a third. Okay, one. <laughs> You're just, it's like, you get a 2d6 and you get a 2d6. <laughs> what is this spell? I've never heard of this before. This is a delicious spell. Uh, this is a third level uh, group healing spell that takes place over the course of a minute. Um, I got one left. How are the NPCs looking? Uh, oh, right. The NPCs. So, right. They get to roll a d6? 2d6. 2d6. Amazing. Each of them. So Mortlock, ooh, Mortlock got 10. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> Mortlock uh, is looking okay. Um, he has a lot of hit points though. I'll just, just tell you that now. So like, he has a decent amount. Um, let me, let me resolve this first. So that is seven for Rhea. Uh, Rhea's looking good. She's pretty, uh, looking pretty healthy. Um, oh, Monfred, by the way, looks fine. Monfred doesn't oh. need any of the healing, so that you have two D6 you can spread elsewhere. Um, right. Mortlock, I would say, is still looking pretty hurt. All right. Pip, how are you? Oh, you're muted. Doing okay, about half HP. All right. Um, I'm, I'm still under half, slightly. Yeah, let's give one more to Calliope, and then... Yeah, uh, Pip, go ahead and take that last one. And that is my last third level spill slot. Um, excellent. I just put in chat for y'all the, um, totals of stuff that were in those chests. Uh, so there is a lot of copper and, and silver, um, but you can feel free to convert that, all of that to gold. I'm fine with doing that. We don't have to go through the nitty gritty of you. Which going... chat? Uh, roll 20. Roll 20. the first one, dragon roll mask. 20. What was that? 
Little Dummy just straight up gets the porcelain dragon mask, I think. There's like, three of them. Like... Oh, there's three of them. I believe there's three of them, isn't there? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, contain... Oh, no, no, you're right. It is one dragon mask. Okay, so yes, Little Dummy puts the porcelain dragon mask on. Okay, awesome. So this I was little... so excited to give every single one of our constructs a dragon mask. <laughs> that would have been awesome. But yeah, sorry. I, 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 so I misread it because it's chest three contains. And I, I, I read it three. I, my brain jumped around. It was like three dragon masks. Okay. Um, all right. Kadam, was that all the healing? Uh, yeah, that's uh, ten rounds of 2d6 to various folks. Incredible. Um, yeah, Rhea and Monfred are looking good again. Uh, Mortlock is still looking, I mean, he's looking a lot better, but he's, you know, he's still pretty hurt, um, getting hit by that big fireball. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, after that, Mortlock is like, all right, can we go or do you need to poke around some more? Quick scan. Sure. Um, go ahead and make a perception. Yeah, it was... Was oh. anything in the crates and barrels in that other room? Yeah, so like, little, little dummy, dummy like went through them. Yeah, so little dummy comes back and and as you're like holding up the dragon mask, um, and little dummy is kind of like waving you over to to that room. Um, do you go and look inside the room? Heck yeah, heck yeah, I do. Okay, so stepping into the room, um, there are numerous rats that kind of skitter away from you, uh, and inside of this room, where is this one? Here it is. Uh, yes, looking at this room, you see there are six, six sets um, of crates um, and uh, that are filled with packing straw. One of them seems, a uh, little dummy seemed to have been able to kind of push open the lid because it was already open, but all the other ones, you know, are, are um, sealed with nails, so you have to like pry them open. Uh, and I'm assuming you go through them. Uh, going through them, a lot of this is just supplies uh there's not much in the way of like coins and gold and we are in a refugee crisis supplies are great okay we got like three bags of holding between so okay so you collect um i'll just put this out and then you can decide what you want to do to do with it food water yeah clothing um oh you do find in there though you do find uh well, here, you'll see. I'll just drop it in here for y'all. There you go. So so as you spend some time going through these crates, yeah. Um, you go through these <laughs> crates and, and you do find some, some very valuable stuff. Um, pushing through, you see numerous glass vials and, and uh, yes, rations. Um, it's not listed on there, I think, because it doesn't technically have a worth, so they didn't put it in the treasure. But I would say you would find... Um, there are some barrels down in here that are filled with fresh water as well. Uh, and and then, yes, things like... Can those fit in my uh, bag of holding? No, barrels of no, water? I know. These are, I mean, these are full-on, like, you know, like, wine barrel kind of size. Yeah. Like, filled with water. Um, I'll say there's, like, four of those. Um, and then, yes, there's the alchemist fire. There's manacles. There's these tinder boxes. Um daggers just various various things uh yes um all right i think we have worn out our welcome let's get out of here 
Hold on, there's one thing that I think Dom notices. Never oh. mind, there's one more thing. <laughs> there's one more thing. There's, there's two more things, actually. I've noticed this thing over here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just need... Shoot. I don't remember if I wrote this down and I don't know where it is. I'd also like to go through Jameis's pockets. Yeah, Jameis's pockets. Okay. Um, let's see here. I think you noticed that on one of these crates, Kadam. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think. Sorry, it would have been in the other room if I'm thinking about this. You you noticed that on the um, sorry to kind of go back to the other room, but it, um, details right. Sorry. Um, uh, as you were leaving that other room to go and help everybody with the the rations, um, finishing up pulling the gold into oh cheers yeah wheezy wheezy yeah, yeah wheezy wheezy. You should go back and watch <laughs> last episode. <laughs> uh, uh, as as you finish. Uh, pouring the gold uh, or the, the silver and copper and gold into your bag of holding Kadam and you step away to go into that room. You notice that on the side of one of these chests is uh, stamped the symbol for the um, uh, the bank, essentially. The Bank of Baldur's Gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I can't remember the name of it, but is that I can see it in my head on the map. The money lenders crew, like the uh, people who did that breaking entry. Yeah. Glitterbeard's uh Glitterbeard was the one who is in the charge. counting house. The counting house, thank you. You see the symbol of the counting house on one of the chests. The other chests though, they 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 don't it's they actually look unique in themselves in that they are not like as um like the the, the, the chest for the bank has this very like utilitarian look and is as kind of plain and then it just has this simple like you know black stamp on the side for the symbol mm -hmm. of the counting house um the other three though especially the one that that crown came out of they're made of some kind of alloy like some kind of iron that is like this very dark uh dark almost like wrought iron um and they uh have very intricate uh, engravings along the edges of the chests mm -hmm. themselves uh, and uh, looking at them they do look to be um, a, a lot of motifs of, of dragons uh, on all of these chests would uh, I would I have heard of the uh, being that Claire knows about in regards to these things make a religion check I never roll high on these. Uh, I am proficient. That's that's another nine. Nope. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so you finish with the rations, and uh, those are some details you notice, uh, Kadam. And then, Kadam, you want to go and look through Jameis's pockets. Um, I do. What does Jameis have? Does Jameis This terrible poor man. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna look something up. I'm gonna pull up 
the old adventure that we did with Jameis and see if I wrote anything for Jameis. <laughs> Jameis actually <laughs> had anything. Uh, did Jameis have anything on him? I didn't realize this would be a loot episode. I know, right? Uh, I mean, he... Okay, so he, I mean, he has a spell book. I, I will know. take that. Okay, so you pull his spell book out. Um, it is, of course, made of... Uh, of course. Bound with human skin. What else? Or humanoid skin. Um, yeah, I don't think he has anything else on him, to be honest. He is... He's got everything he needs. <laughs> I'm so happy for him. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Sorry. That's all you find. No, that's that's, that's just fine. All right. Um, anything else? What happened to the prisoner we rescued? <laughs> She's, She's still, still back, back there. there. She's just in that room where you left her. Right, 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 because you wrote a note. Okay. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, if we could just make a quick sweep and offer people the chance to get out before the Flaming Fist come in, that'd be my ideal. I'm not going to uh, stop you. Live your life. And uh, Pip kind of starts walking back towards... I'm going to make sure that the prisoner doesn't wake up and sees this note and starts freaking out regardless. <laughs> That's very fair. I don't owe anything to anybody who had anything to do with uh, pulling cities down underneath uh, the earth. They can rot for all I care. Every one of them. Looking at Mortlock. I understand that. All right, are we leaving? Yeah. If I mean, I don't know if we want to like break up or if. Yeah, Kadam, are you gonna split up and go to those barracks or? Yeah, I think I will. Okay. Uh, are you? Trying to I would like Mortlock to come with me. Oh, yes. I'm not going without Mortlock. Okay. What do you say to Mortlock? I would like them to have a chance to get out like you have. I recognize that they very well may not take it, but I think they deserve a chance. Make a persuasion check. Can I guide myself? Yeah. Yes, Alright. Just a little extra sparkle. Alright, that's that's not bad. Dirty twenty. <sighs> Alright. Let's go. Thank you. That one's right. coming with us too, and he gestures to Manfred. For sure. Yeah. All right, uh, I'll, I'll come with you. All right, so uh, we got Kadam, Mortlock, and Monfred heading out to go talk with the other cultists. Um, so I'm just going to move you all to this hallway. And then Pip and Calliope, I'm assuming both of you are going to head back to... Um, head back to the prisoner, is that correct? 
I will, I will say, Big Dummy, just go make sure none of them die. Um, okay. And Big Dummy <laughs> off alone. Okay, go so go ahead. If you can move your Big Dummy token over there, um, Calliope, for me, just because it's under yours right now. Uh, and... Yeah. Um, I don't know where they are. There we go. There they are. I, okay. Um, perfect. So, Calliope and Pip, you head back to uh, to the prisoner. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna move you over there so you don't have to go one square at a time. If that's okay. Um, unless you want to go one square at a time, running through the halls of, of the dungeon. Um, but you. Yeah, you push your way back through the flooded halls, um, past that door where you can hear the moaning and growling on the other side, um, back into the room with the uh, where you had the fight initially and almost all died, and eventually come to that intersection. And as you push open the door and step in to the room where you left the prisoner, uh, <laughs> What was the note? What did you what did you say? We have partially rescued you. Uh, we think that if you stay in this room and relatively quiet, you will be somewhat safe. Okay. We will come back for you. Lots of love. Kidam, lovelies and friends. Got it. Alright, so you uh, you enter into this room. Um, and as you step in, you look into the corner where they were, uh, and you see nothing. You see just the crumpled note on the ground. Help! You do hear Pip, uh, down at the bottom of the stairs, um... You hear like a creaking sound of metal, like something. Uh, it sounds like a uh, a flail slowly being lifted up, like, and you hear it kind of swinging gently down at the bottom of the stairs in the room with all the dead bodies. All right, Green Orc Lady, this better not be you because we left a note. And it wasn't a lie. We're. G I don't want to fight you. I, we're just going to walk out of this bathhouse in the most awkward way possible. Please don't make us fight you. <laughs> you sit waiting for a moment. And then you hear some shuffling footsteps from around the corner and you see a haggard-looking tiefling woman holding one of the flails that was left on the dead bodies, staring up at you kind of wide-eyed. Um, and she- I'm sorry I called you an orc lady. That was a microaggression. <laughs> she, and she's looking at you. Um, I don't have dark vision. Really, you left the note. That was your way of... And she just drops the flail onto the ground. <laughs> she slowly pulls herself up 
to the top of the stairs. Well, I suppose that I, uh, I should be thanking you for what you've done. Ah, <sighs> oh, we're not quite out of this yet, but you should say that thanks. Just, it'll, it'll just be a bit. We just got a couple more friends coming. Then we're, we're, we're getting out of here. She leans against the wall. Where the hell are we? What's the last thing you remember? You don't remember being dragged down here? Let me find the information. Also, Calliope, I I sort of thought we were just going to just go. (laughs) I have left top secret Altarellian military equipment down here. Can't just totally walk out. That sounds like a you problem. I could just walk out. The last thing I remember was leaving the Low Lantern Inn. I had just finished making my delivery of wine. And then I was... I was jumped. I was... I was beaten. And then a sack was put over my head. I don't know where they took me. When I regained consciousness, I was chained to a wall, and they were asking me questions, stabbing me. She kind of slowly removes her hand from her, like, near her chest, and you just see there's, like, multiple lacerations kind of near the base of the ribs. They were prodding me, and that other fellow, I, I don't think he made it. They were, uh, they were asking us questions about our employers. I, I work for the Patriarch family, the Othuns. That other fellow, he... What was his name? Ephanax, I believe, was his name. He, he, I heard them asking about the Jasso family. They were asking questions about security and what uh, what their homes were like, how to get in. I I I, I think they're. I, I don't know. I, I suspect that nothing good will come of them getting this information. Of course, I told them. I've been down here for quite some time with them. Sticking me with sharp things and putting salt in the wounds. I don't know who any of those people are. I'm kind of new here. But I will remember that and tell somebody who does. The dead, you've been kidnapped by the dead three. They're all falling apart. But we need to get out of here before the flaming fish shows up. All right. Uh, Pip hands um, her a potion of healing. Okay. Um, She kind of looks at it and shakily grabs it. And then seems to realize what it is. Undoes the stopper and uh, chugs it down quickly. Um, And yeah, I mean, she... I 
think even if she were to roll minimum... Yep, she would roll minimum. She's at full hit points. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, to be a commoner. Our... Huh? Was that from our new stock? It was. I... Cool. We'll mark that off. Uh, <laughs> but I can... We, we got a lot of calls from there, and I can make a, a healing potion a day at least. Go and buy more. I mean, I can too, oh. actually. There you go. It, it was not actually that much gold. I just did the math. <laughs> was it a pitiful amount? Not pitiful, no. I mean, this is something that I could live off of for a year and a half, probably. But <laughs> uh, So, um, as you finish up that conversation, we're going to cut back to Kadam and... Uh, Kadam and crew as they uh, move down the hall Mortlock looking incredibly skeptical Um, Kadam you get to a portion there are uh, three doors in front of you and he he points uh, various cultists reside within there they tend to stick to their own those that worship Bane Merkel, Ball the one on the right there, those are the folks that are devoted to Merkel. One straight ahead is Bane, and the one to the left has Ball. Like I said, I don't know who's in right now. Usually do our raids in the evening, so whoever's left right now is probably the stragglers still recovering. All right. What do you want me to say? I mean, what you told us. That's, that's really it. Can I just tell him that the Dead Three are going to be raiding this place tomorrow? We need to, we need to abandon this post. If I tell him everything, I'm worried they may turn on me, see me as a traitor, some such thing. Yeah, that's all right. I would recommend telling them that the Flaming Fist are coming, though. That's what I meant. Yes. I figured. What did I say? The Dead Three. Well, you know. Tell them that too, and they'd be real excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen, I was just hit by a fireball. I have, I, I do not blame you in the least. Um. All right. So he's gonna he's gonna pop open. Um. Well, he he actually he does have you. Um. He says if you, like I said, if you don't mind, maybe you stand in front, open the doors. I'll tell him you're no recruit, showing you around. Uh, of the post we're abandoning. Sure. That's right. Hey, just need some, uh... Look, I didn't want to do this. You're the one who wanted no, to do it. No, you didn't. You're gonna stand... I will go ahead and open the first door on the left. <laughs> Alright. Um, you open the first door. There is nobody within that one. That that one actually does seem to be empty. I'm assuming you move to the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, you head to the next one, and opening the door, uh, it slides open... <laughs> And yo and Olive. Um, it slides open, and uh, inside you see there are four individuals that kind of abruptly stand up from sleeping mats. Um, they immediately grab um, their maces at their side and, and turn to face you. Uh, Mortlock looks it's over right. you. It's alright. 
I've just come to inform you all that we're abandoning this post. Just got word that there's a patrol of flaming fists bearing down on this place. Apparently they got wind of a little operation. So we need to be out of here right away. They all kind of exchange glances and tighten their grips, looking over. Um, I'm gonna have Mortlock make a persuasion roll. I will guide him. Um, and Kadam, do you say anything in addition to this? I think I stand there and try and look real fierce. Like I imagine these people must. Make a deception will, roll for grip, me. I will grip my sickle. Make a deception roll for me. <laughs> hey, that's not bad. Hey, they have a mirror. We've heard of the one with the mirror. Yeah, exactly. 16. I'm gripping my sickle, thank you very much. 16, okay. Okay. Much okay. more martial. <laughs> All right, Mortlock will get advantage on this persuasion roll with his... Oh, he has a plus one. Look at that. <laughs> he gets 60. They all exchange glances, turn to look at you, look over at Mortlock. And they all nod and start gathering their things, um, putting it into satchels gathering everything up and start filing past you, quickly uh, moving to leave the place. Mortlock um, steps aside and um, immediately heads to the next door, kind of kind of grabbing you, Kadam, and kind of pulling you with him and then pushing you in front. He goes, here's the last one. Uh, sliding open the door. Uh, inside of this room, slide the door open um and what do you see in this room i think there's actually something special about this room for audience at home Enyo and olive are in the same room <laughs> oh yeah yeah uh Enyo and olive are in the same room and they are it, it's wonderful it's great to see them talking to each other we are conspiring excellent um, in this room, uh, Kadam, there is a strong iron scent that hits your nostrils, and you do see there is a sarcophagus in the middle of the room, um, that appears to have, uh, runes, uh, like, very crudely scratched into its surface, and you see that there is liquid filled to the brim on this sarcophagus that's kind of, um catching a little bit of the light from the various lanterns that are in this room. Um, and it is clearly just filled with blood that somehow hasn't coagulated. Um, and as the uh, as you look, you see there is an individual just currently lying in this sarcophagus like a bath, uh, kind of gently floating there and as the door opens they just raise their head and look and you see the blood dripping off the back of their head um they are nearly hairless and just sitting there looking at you um it appears to be a woman um and she kind of cocks her head and then looks over your shoulder and sees mortlock there 
She lets a smile across her face and she stands up fully nude as the blood runs down her skin and she steps off to the side, grabs a thick black robe and places it on over with all the blood still on her skin and it starts to soak into the, the, the filthy robe. As she pulls it shut and quickly grabs a blade that she twirls in her hand and looks over. Hello there, Mortlock. Don't recognize this one. Um, Mortlock. Uh, Mortlock goes, Ah, Nebra, good to see you. Looks like we're abandoning this post. Just got word that, uh, flaming fists are bearing down on our position. We need to be out of here. Really? You know, I was a bit of, bit of a surprise seeing you standing here. Thought, uh, thought something was awaiting you not too long ago. She kind of clutches her dagger. She steps, um, she steps in front of the uh, sarcophagus, kind of towards both of you. Mortlock tenses, gripping the uh, the big club in his hand. Kadam, do you do anything? I say, I've just gotten here from the counting house. We were given a little bit of a heads up. Make a deception roll. No! Eight! steps in closer. Um, Kadam, you feel a cold chill run down your spine as she gets right up next to you. She's about, you know, ten feet away. Um, you've experienced this before. This, this strange cold chill running up your spine and you remember being stabbed and the wounds just opening up with gouts of blood and not oh. stopping their flow. All right. Um. She kind of licks her lips. Looks like I'm gonna have to finish the job that they couldn't quite finish, Mortlock. And she's going to dash forward towards you, Kadam. Um, why don't you do a quick initiative roll for me? Three. Three. Okay, she got a natural 20. <laughs> and Mortlock got a 21. Okay, so she is definitely going first as she dashes forward. Um, oh, damn it, I didn't clear the cache. Oh, well. Well, it's only three characters. This is easy enough. She goes first, then Mortlock, then you. Um, hey, where's my steel defender? Yeah. Oh, your steel defender is and Monfred are. That's right. They are. They are. They, oh God. Yeah, they're waiting in the other room. Um. So yeah, I'll have them. I'll have them roll. Well, 
I'll also let's put it this way. I'm gonna say the Steel Defender and and Monfred are surprised at least for this round. I don't know if this is gonna go into a steel full defender combat. Cannot oh, be surprised. Field, thank you. Roll initiative for the Steel Defender. Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Excellent. All right. So she's there. Then we got Murtlock. Okay. And then we got Steel Defender with a 19. And then we got Kadam with a what? Three? Three? Okay. Yeah, three. We'll we'll see how, how long this combat actually lasts. This might not be that long, but uh, we'll see. All right, Momfred, just in case you need to be brought in. Uh, and she's wielding a dagger, you said? She's wielding a dagger. Um, oh, so she God. darts forward. She actually pushes past you, Kadam, and goes straight for Mortlock, um, jutting the dagger out towards Mortlock. Um, she is gets to make two attacks with her dagger. Here we go. Ooh, this could be rough for Mortlock. Oh, yes. So, since she's within range of her aura of murder um he has vulnerability to these hits which means that and that big is... dummy isn't within five feet can i deflect um sure i would say sure uh let's see is it yeah i guess wait within five feet or ten feet it's within five uh, feet then no big dummy can't deflect right because <laughs> she is 10 feet away. Is that uh, right? I need to... Uh, defender imposes its advantage on an attack roll of one creature it can see that is with within five feet of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, that is 24 points damage oh. to Mortlock. Uh, he's still standing, though, and that is now Mortlock's turn. He might actually be able to crush her. Let's see. As a response, D and D played by Nathan. I know. Again, I know. <laughs> um, natural one, so he misses that, but then he gets the twenty, and he only does ten damage, slamming into her. Um, and now it is Big Dummy. So Big Dummy is able to see. Oh, but Big Dummy doesn't actually have a range of ten feet because you are not piloting Big Dummy. Yeah, but it can like push in past. Yes, you can. People, yes, right? you can. That's right. So, end up over here. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and do um, your rend. I would love to. Dummy rend, one attack, 21 to hit. Uh, 21 right, definitely hit. hits, yes, seven damage. Uh, seven okay. force, yes. Seven force. Um, she is pushed into the wall with the blast. Uh, is that it for big dummy? And I think Big Dummy moves into a flanking position. Excellent. Or fish. Um, and that takes us to Kadam. Um, Mobfred was surprised in this this round. So she's right next to you. She actually looks really hurt. Um, but she is trying to drive that dagger deeper into Mortlock as she's just got slammed into the wall by Big Dummy and, um, and Mortlock. I am going... To pull out a vial of acid 
and try and splash it on her. Ugh, okay. I have almost nothing useful spell-wise. <laughs> okay, how does that work? Does she just make a saving throw? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. Oh, boy. I don't know. Let's just go with it. I'll have her make oh. a save, saving throw. A deck save, I would assume. I mean, unless you well, can pull it up quick. Yeah. It's, it's a... The problem is, I can tell she has a high dex. <laughs> this is just a vial of acid? So a vial of yeah. acid, um, within five feet of you, throw it up to 20 feet, shattering on impact in either case. Oh, make a ranged, make, make a ranged attack. There you go. Make a ranged, ranged attack. attack. All right. So actually... Am I proficient? Uh, this is made at disadvantage as well. Um, at disadvantage? Yeah. Uh, I'll give you proficiency on this. It's fine. 16? Uh, yeah, that actually just hits. Oh, alright. 2d6 damage. Oh, that's terrible. 4. Oh, shit. Okay, she is still standing. Um, on her turn. This will be the last moment here. On her turn, she is going to, uh, drive that dagger deep into Mortlock's chest and go, I'm gonna at least take you with me. Um, so she's gonna try to get him. Big Dummy will just kind of like ineffectually like claw. To... Oh, that's right. So this is at disadvantage? Yes. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay, she's, she can at least try that. Okay, here we go. Uh, so a disadvantage, ooh, that's a 21. So with that, she drives that dagger deep into his chest and he goes limp on the dagger. She turns and glares at you, Kadam. Maybe one more. Pulls it out and drives it towards you. All right. Uh, that is a 15 to hit. That misses. So you, I don't know, raise your arm up and it deflects off your big, big old bracelet. <laughs> um, I think I, well, I lunge towards Mortlock. Got it. Yeah, and that's just and enough it, where she misses, like, raising your, your back and not quite actually uh, dealing any damage. Mortlock drops to the ground dead. Um, and go ahead, big dummy. She looks really, really hurt. Uh, that hits. And with that, as... Seven more damage. <clears throat> um, she just... And... Slams against the wall and then slides down. So I think she turns and she's like, ah, one more. Yeah. And then just like from out of uh, the camera frame comes Big Dummy and just like impacts. And it's like Looney tunes her into the wall. Um, and then like, kind of like, burp, 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 back him up and like looks up at uh, Kidom, almost like wagging its tail. Only it's like a scorpion tail, so it's frightening. Um, and as it's doing that, you you see Kadam that she is just kind of crushed into the wall. The stone itself actually like broken around her form, and she's almost stuck there. Uh, and with that, 
I would like to cast Gentle Repose on uh, Mortlock. Okay. And that secures his uh, life for for now. I mean, he is dead, but you could theoretically cast Revivify on him. Um, and we, uh, so at this moment, as Mortlock is lying there dead, Kadam, you're there panting. You can hear um, all of the soldiers that, that, that were, that left the other room. They're already gone at this point. You just kind of hear their faint bootfalls leaving. Um, do you do anything in this moment as Momfred kind of goes up to you and, and checks on you? Are you all right, Kitam? Damn it! I I knew it was an option. I've his body won't rot. I oh, I may be able to help later. It's, uh, it honestly makes no dif- difference to me. I, I, I can tell you have a very good heart, Kadam. This man was orchestrating all of the murders and abductions and everything. I recognize that. I, I know. All right. So you, you want to take Sibati with us? can try to uh, put it on the uh, dummy, I think is what she was calling it. Yeah, um, I'm trying to, I just acted on instinct. I'm trying to think if there is an advantage to having his body. Oh. <laughs> like. It seems like box of screws may be rubbing off on you, little Kadam. <laughs> I agree, yes. Uh, if, if there is no advantage, may as well leave the dead weight here. Let's bring him back to the others, at least. Alright, uh, he, he scoops up um, Mortlock and then cautiously approaches Big Dummy. Uh, Alright, uh, I'm just going to put this on you and just goes carefully to put the body on Big Dummy. Does Big Dummy do anything? Uh, I think Big Dummy just like looks up at Kidam because that's who um, Clyde said to like follow and protect. Got it. Um, Manfred looks, kind of recognizes this um, and looks at you, Kidam. Kidam, I think that Calliope must. If you would be so kind, I say to Dummy. Lowers down. Kind of like opens the cockpit up, and uh, Momfred lays Mortlock's body down onto Big Dummy. Um, as uh, Kadam, I'm assuming you're going to head back. Yeah. Okay. You go back and reconvene with the others uh, with Mortlock's body in tow. Um, we are at nine o'clock, but I want to give just a little bit of time here as all of you reconvene in this room for you to kind of touch base. Let's get out of here. Yeah. I, I, I like, I think as soon, uh, right before they start walking up, uh, Pip and Calliope are finally like, yeah, I'm done, done waiting. L- let's go. Oh, you're saying that like, like as they're walking up. And so like we started walking out. It's like, ah, perfect timing. And you see them approaching. Mortlock's dead. Nah, great. Okay, let's go. 
I look appealingly at Rhea. <laughs> like, uh, Rhea looks a bit conflicted. Uh, looks over at Calliope, who's already walking down the hall. No, at this uh, point, I'm just like, get, get him off, get him off. I'm my, my legs are tired. Okay. And so, like, Big Dummy just kind of like shifts in the body. Oh, and Kadam catches the body and it starts to, to fl- sl- uh, flop off onto the ground. Um, Getting off this one's head too, huh? No. No. You had to think about it, though. I, I, I think there was like a big, a bunch of mm, people just marching past us. What was up with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the uh, the cultists who are leaving. Uh, for fuck's sake. Okay, well, let's maybe we can mingle with them because there's only one exit, clearly. Glappy? Yeah, that's good. Oh. Wait, didn't you bar the door? Well, they can get out. Oh, oh no! I just run out! <laughs> so as Kadam, Kadam abandons Wartlock's body on the ground, I'm assuming. And starts to lead the charge for you all to get out of this room. Um, you all file in behind Kadam and start making your way uh, towards where these cultists were going. Uh, as you get to the bottom of the stairs, you do see there's like a line of cultists in like armor with satchels and weapons. They kind of look over their shoulders. Excuse me. And you hear up at the top of the stairs somebody being like, I just don't get it. Just, I, I, I'm trying to pull it out. Look, you're not pulling the right way. Just try to... And you hear him kind of like... Excuse me. And they all turn and look and like cock their heads looking really confused. I guess some of you are still wearing the robes. Yeah, um, I am. Um, they kind of grip their their weapons. And then, and then one of them goes... Um, oh, yeah, that was the guy that was with, um, with Mortlock. And they all kind yeah. of go, they all go, oh, yeah, yeah, nod and nod. It's, it's key to, to my touch here. And I will You'll push, push past, past them and come up and try and hide the fact that you just press the button and I'll just like grab it and like take it okay. back. Uh, make a slide of hand roll for me. Oh, this ain't going to go well, will it? No, that's a three. Um, as you do it and... Uh, you pull it out and you hear that one guy go, Hey, that's what I said. I said, push that little knob, but nobody listened to me. <laughs> everybody else, everybody else is like, starts like, it's like, shut up, Fred. Um, and then you get your, your, uh, immovable rod out. And as soon as you pull it out, um, it's almost like there was a little bit of pressure on, on the, uh, sliding door and it slides to the side and you see a cultist kind of uh, on the other side of the door, sort of flop over and look up, uh, surprised, sees all the other cultists down at the bottom of the stairs. Um, this one appears to be a, a cultist of Ball. They have, like, the black robes on with the, the dagger. I mean, you do feel that, that chill kind of run over you as they're standing there. They sort of straighten, narrow their eyes, look at, look at all these people coming up. Um, and they go, where's everybody going? Um, and Haven't you heard? No, we've been bloody trying to get in here for f- fucking two hours. The Flame and Fist are on their way with rather large force. We've been told to evacuate. Yeah, Mortlock told us from behind your shoulder. <laughs> and a bunch of the other cultists are like, Yeah, yeah. what Francis? 
Uh, make a deception roll with advantage. Uh, well, uh, yeah, Cali- uh, what do you say, Pip? I don't know, just, uh, uh, Calliope is, I mean, Pip is still wearing, uh, her, her, like, disguise as the captain guy. <laughs> That's right. And I think at that point, uh, is like, oh, no, 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 yeah, <laughs> and it goes through, like, make way, make way, uh, flaming fist, we have to evacuate. <laughs> Awesome. And so you start, you, you step up and start pushing up. Um, you make a deception roll with advantage as you're doing this. Um, and Kadam, what did you get on your roll? 16. 16, okay. Let's see what uh, Pip gets. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pip immediately, everybody parts and lets you pass. As soon as you get to the top of the stairs, all the other cultists immediately fall in line. Um, step aside and and you know start saying uh, essentially addressing you as an authority figure and following your lead. Um, so I'm I'm, s- I'm I'm with them. I'm with them. <laughs> <laughs> seen me before. I'm not in disguise. Uh, and yeah, clear the way. Keep keep the way clear. Coming through. Uh, Mortlock's body is being crowd surfed up the stairs. <laughs> no, we've left that body behind. Yeah, the body was left behind. Um, so uh, Rhea and Monfred just kind of keep their heads down and follow. Le- needless to say, all of you are able to start this huge crowd just coming out into the bathhouse. Um, you do see as you step out into the big um, open area with the steam and the various baths, there are no more customers in here, and all you really see right now is, um, oh, the name of the guy who runs the Javaz. place. Javaz. Javaz. You see Javaz um, is actually uh, mopping the floors and looks up kind of surprised and then immediately just kind of looks down and tries to ignore what's happening, starts kind of humming to himself and turns his back, like just completely trying to ignore this huge crowd coming out, uh, mopping the floor. Uh, as you all exit the building and the doors pop open, the various cultists start, uh, well actually the various cultists turn to address you, Pip, um, and they, they all say to, to um, essentially are asking, where, where are we going? Where do we go next? Um, do we have another hideout? Um, Fred is like, yeah, man, what are we doing? Um, and uh, yeah, they're essentially looking to you for guidance. All right. First thing we need to do is we need to lay low for a little bit. We have it on good authority that uh, that Duke Vanthamper is going to uh, was behind the purge. What do you mean behind the purge? That's what we've been doing this whole time. No, behind the purge of the flaming fists that were going to purge us. What? And all of them look like super, super shocked. <laughs> like a bunch of a bunch of confused voices, like like echoing around. Um, and you hear people be like, "What do we do? How are we gonna go? Uh, let's go kill her!" Uh, and just like no, a bunch of no. stuff. You lay low and you wait for further instructions. You will know the signal when you see it. All right. I mean, should we just like? try to go back to our homes that we completely abandoned and our families that now probably hate us. I don't really know where to go. This is where I slept. Wait, uh, 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 hold on. Uh, there's this really great tavern. Uh, Pip totally has like an in with the tavern and gets like 10% for every person she gets to stay there. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> 
Um, okay, yeah, they all they all agree to go to that tavern, um, and they all gather up um, and start heading out into the city. Um, you do see them. Um, you do see them pulling out of their satchels, um, like more, uh, like simple drab uh, cloaks that they put over their their kind of like cultists garb uh, to try to blend in and they start like like dressing up um, and as soon as they finish um, look towards you kind of give a nod and they all start filing out into the city going towards that tavern um, eventually uh, Pip as you finish disseminating these orders to all of them and all the cultists leave you are left here in kind of the courtyard of the dancing nymph at like one o'clock in the morning um, you can hear the faint kind of like squeegeeing sound of the mop behind you within and slowly uh, Jabaz just kind of steps up and slowly closes the door looking at you all and oh while the instructions are being disseminated and such I absolutely will go up to Jabaz and put my hand on his shoulder and slip him 20 gold um, and say I'm so sorry and thank you you, you put your hand on his shoulder and he's been trying not to make eye contact with anybody and as soon as he looks he sees you and goes I, I didn't see anything and then you slip him the gold yep I didn't see anything I, I, I know the drill I didn't see anything I had no I idea Kadam, but I, your business is your own I'm I don't think there will be terribly many people coming through here again yep whatever you say I I, I know I, I, I know the terms keeps mopping Oh, and then just as like <sighs> as soon as you step outside slowly closes the door behind you I need a bath <laughs> uh, can you please come tomorrow no please just real quick I won't be a moment as as you're going to push in Calliope um, you hear behind you a series of footfalls on the uh, stone behind you that's why we can't have a nice thing. Um, Pip, you see five individuals landing in the courtyard in dark colored clothing cloaks. Landing? Like like they've jumped over the wall and landing onto the ground. Oh, okay. Um, they slowly kind of rise and look towards you and you see these individuals are wearing these um, like dark leathers, so that, you know, what you would kind of expect for somebody like skulking around. Uh, but they each are wearing this stylized, slightly simple mask that kind of has a bit of a snout to it and horns curling up. And they look to be very draconic in their appearance. And as they look and stare at you and cock their heads, we're going to end there and see what happens next time. Quiet, <laughs> peace, half undressed. Hey, <laughs> awesome alright um well with that thank you all for joining us this evening we got out we got out we got out I'm sorry I didn't mean to go so comedic there at the end that uh that was amazing I loved that also I mean I can't take full credit for that voice that is a voice that is like uh I think it's like um one of the McElroy brothers does that voice pretty frequently and it just like popped into my head and I was like, that voice is so silly. I couldn't help myself. 
Um, anyways. <laughs> but I'm glad you like Fred. Uh... <laughs> He'll go far in the cult if he manages to survive till dawn. Yeah. Here's the plan, though. I think Pip has started her new cult where it's like they're there waiting for instructions. Pip can go there and like start telling them what to do now. <laughs> Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, the, the name of the inn that she sent them to is called the Hellfire Lounge. Hellfire Lounge? Incredible. Um, oh. We should talk off stream. Uh, I love that name, but I, I, I'm wondering there might there there was an actual tavern that we had established already that had a, like an Osmodeus theme. We um, did. Yeah, and I Oh, the fighting pit? Yeah, it had a fighting pit, but did did didn't we have a did we have a name for that tavern? The hole in the ground. Oh, is the hole in the ground? Okay, okay. Alright, so we'll say that we'll say the Hellfire Lounge is somewhere else and we'll work that out, uh uh Pip. Um Awesome. Alright, everybody. Thank you. We will see you next week. Oh no, we oh No, yeah, we yeah. won't. Well, we will, but we won't. Oh. We actually need to talk about this. We might see you next week. Um, we're not going to stream on Monday because it's Halloween. Um, but we might stream on a different day. We're, we're going to figure it out. Um, we will post on our socials and all that to let you know. Um, so yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye. <laughs>